This is Conversations from the Center, Episode 5, Utopia. I'm Chris Bratton. And I'm Dalida Maria Benfield. This audio series is a project of the Center for Arts, Design, and Social Research in collaboration with Sylvain Souklai. Welcome back to our case study series. During each episode, we will have the pleasure to listen an artist, a researcher, a thinker or a maker talking about a specific topic, about a specific project. Today, we are traveling to Tel Aviv to meet Ariel Malka. Ariel is a programmer and a designer, but he is also one of the most important developers of iOS digital art experimentation. Six years ago, he created He Liked Chic Words Soup, a fantastic literature, sounds, and touch base experimentation. I'm just a hacker, you know, uh, doing some experiments when a new technology is, uh, is, is available. So I was very uh, eager to discover uh, the, the iPhone when it came out with the touch and the accelerometer and uh, all what it gives you to, to experiment with. Uh, most of the work is solving uh, coding problems, actually. So I wear the hat of a hacker, programmer. It's doing, uh, I'm, I'm working with physics and maths uh, in order to have all those things move uh, smoothly on the screen and, and operate to the order of the fingers and the accelerometer. And so it's, it's very technical. And after that, you have the aspect of the product also. I'm, I'm building a product for users, so I'm for players. So I have to, to put also UX, UI aspects inside. Uh, I believe in augmented reality. Uh, I did a project in 2007, actually. Okay. I took uh, pictures I found in Flick, on Flickr on the web. For example, a picture of a bauhouse uh, building in Tokyo, a very imp impressive bauhouse picture, and I turned this picture into a virtual, uh, virtual uh, uh, landscape with text flowing on it, and the camouflage uh, texture, like it was. I turned this building into a bunker with text from the Bible uh, about the siege of Jerusalem on it. Uh, I also took the photos in, from Flickr about the Quai Branly Museum in Paris. And uh, I also uh, uh, mapped some uh, text from uh, uh, George Gainsbourg, uh, Rock Around the Bunker. It's a song uh, about the end of the world. Most of the projects I do I have a metaphor which is rendered through uh, 2D or 3D and with, uh, with text. And uh, some, most of the time it's uh, a metaphor I'm finding in the text itself. For example, my first real work at chronotext.org was the Babel Tower. 
So I put the, word, the words from the Bible, from the Babel Tower passage, and I, I put it on the, uh, wrapped around the cylindrical uh, helix, okay, which is like a tower, actually. And then if you click on this tower, the tower is just uh, rambling down and like in the story in the Bible, you know. Uh, yes. La tour s'écroule, comment on dit en anglais, la tour s'écroule. Oh, it's falling down. It's just oh, a collapse. It's collapsing. And uh, after that, I did a work about the Book of Sand by uh, uh, Jorge Luis Borges which is an Argentinian uh, author, and it was like a, 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 a hill made of sand, where you can pour your own sand on it, virtual sand, and then you can read with the slope that you create the text of the Book of Sand. Wow. For example. So, I'm looking for metaphors that uh, comes from the text and that I can then put to life. If you want to discover more about Ariel Malka Universe, check his website chronotext.org. You will find all the information regarding his digital experiences on iOS and on web base and a little bit about his history and his relationships to the digital. I do hope you appreciate your journey with conversations from the center. Now we will continue our experimentation, our exploration of performance, of audio performance. For the last three months, we asked to artists, to performers, to think about what is the state of performance art without an audience what it is to be within, what it is to think about the audience as an invisible layer into your practice. The audio performance of this month is by TJB. TJB produced an audio artwork called 40. TJB expresses their own non-binary selves through the evaporation of 40 drops of water impacting and heating sheet of steel. 40 is a reflective conversation between Anne Bean and TJB. TJB wrote, Our borders are fluids, our boundaries flex, flux, becoming intertwined, oscillating through external, internal, environments acknowledging the reciprocal intervention and acceptance that occurs between all energies.
you are able to continue your exploration of TJB Universe on their website, tjb.org.uk. But TJB also is a part of the London Biennale of International Performance Arts, Tempting Failure. You can go to temptingfailure.org and see their new activity. They will launch a new series of workshops about artists and their practice. The name of the workshop is The Changing Room. Now it is time for the Plat de Résistance with Dalida Maria Benfield and Chris Bratton. Hi, I'm Dalida Maria Benfield. I'm the Research and Program Director for the Center for Arts, Design and Social Research. And I'm Chris Bratton. I'm the Executive Director of the Center. Today's conversation is called Utopia, about that elusive and idyllic no place of a happier, more just, more rational society. The history of utopia as an idea is inseparable from its consequences. Utopia has driven religious and social movements, and in fact, whole societies and whole periods of history. And to talk about utopia, we have with us today three amazing artists and writers and curators and activists. Um, we have Susana Delahante Matienzo. She is a Cuban artist currently based in Amsterdam. We have Juliana Visco, who is a scholar and activist and based in Rome. And we also have Uning, writer, scholar, curator, filmmaker, and currently based in Jingzhou, China. Um, welcome, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us for these conversations. Um, this is part of uh, an ongoing series, and in each one, we bring together people across different disciplines to talk about a single word or thought or train of research. Um, so to begin, um, I'd like to ask a question. Um, of Uning, um, because Uning's research has centrally focused on the idea of utopia in, in your recent work, um, uh, the research project that's led to the book Utopian Field. I wanted to ask you, Uning, um, what is the most important thing you've learned in your research about utopia? Um, if, there is, if there's one thing that you think humans need to know about past utopian efforts, what is it? Mm. Hello, I'm, I'm Oning. <clears throat> I'm, very, I'm very happy to join uh, this uh, discussion. So actually, I already spent quite um, many years to, to do my research. Uh, uh, the topic of my research is uh, uh, utopian film. So for your question, uh, I believe I learned from utopianness. I always believe utopian uh, is in somewhere. It's not. It's not nowhere. Um, maybe utopian utopian can be a kind of a imagination, but actually, I believe uh, since. Uh, uh, 18th century, a lot of people already practice practice in their in their community, and they live together and work together, and invent a lot of uh, 
thinking about a better life of humankind. So for me, I'm just only interested in the utopian in practice. So for me, uh, utopian is kind of a word. That means I would always like to say uh, utopian. It's it's kind of an action to trying to create a better life in the reality. That means a better life is not only a dream, but also a kind of a practice. So, like, like the the seeker, uh, in the United States, uh, like the uh Robert Owen, uh, like the Japanese uh, artists who found the new village, they always trying to build uh utopian in the real world. It's not only about imagination. So in the utopian in the reality, they trying to change um the relationship between the humankind. They trying to develop the collective uh ownership of property and the most important thing is they trying to develop the mutual aid uh, uh, in, in, in the community. So uh, utopian thinking is very important to widen the imagination of the future world. But more important thing is we, we should not only dream of utopian, but also take it in the action. I believe uh, from those people who live in the intentional community or commune, uh, most of them uh, make very successful to create an alternative community. So I learned from them um, <clears throat> mainly on the practical uh, principle. Um, to uh to uh keep the relationship uh, a better relationship uh with different people in the community and also uh uh even some you're talking in practice find uh, uh at the end they 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 was aimed by the mainstream society but i think the, the i think the thinking and the and the utopian thinking and the uh, um, and their projects uh, still can uh, have a, a very good uh, influence on today's life. Thank you. Thank you. And you raise a there's a whole set of really important issues you raised, and one one that I'd like to focus on is that that transition from imagination to practice. And um, and I specifically have a question for Juliana, based uh, on this idea of what one imagines as possible, and then what what you can practice in terms of rethinking. Uh, an aspect of the society. Juliana, of course, your work with Mediterranean has been very important in uh, rescuing um, 
rescuing migrants in in off the coast of Italy. And um, could you talk a little bit about that movement from imagining uh, a, a response to the, to the crisis and then seeing it take shape and become real and creating, hopefully, new forms of community? Hello, everybody. Uh, I'm sorry, Chris. I am not sure that I have uh, listened to uh, every word. But anyway, I'm Juliana. I'm an activist based in Rome, and I'm a, a Mediterranean saving humans activist. And as you were saying before, uh, I think that uh, this project is really linked to the utopia as uh, an say not only a dream, but a kind of practice. Uh, and it's really something like this that happened to us when we had in 2018 the idea to buy this ship because we cannot more just look and protest and write uh, looking at this death at uh, in our sea and i think that everybody knows more or less how many people is still dying in central mediterranean trying to get to europe from libya and we just cannot more assist just looking to this so we bought this ship and we just go rescuing these people so uh, this kind of going to the practice and take the practice and the action always at the first step of everything we are trying to do about this subject in these years is really helpful for us to reimagine a lot of things also linked to the utopia, I think. And uh, on this, I just would like to to say how helpful it is uh, try to rethink to the human concept and to look as Neo was saying some uh, days ago to the hum- to humans concept as uh, a praxis and we don't like really uh, just um, thinking to humans that we are saving uh, in the western uh, way Western way way of life, and we just want to focus and link our activism also to the Black Lives Matter uh, that happened in the U.S., especially in the U.S. in the last month, because I think that we have every time to think which kind of human we are thinking about, and it's not just humans. Every kind of humans as some. I don't know how, how to say, black lives are are uh, dying in the sea. So not just human, not just lives, but we have to understand how the society, the neo- neoliberal society, built on our bodies, on our lives. And we have to, I, I don't know if it's clear what I want to say, but we have really to build a, cons- a different conscience about which kind of humans we're every time speaking about. And I think that the practice in this process, also conceptual and ideological process, it's very, very important to get to a, a practice utopia. So I don't know if it was clear. It's something very new mm-hmm. that I'm thinking about. 
Yeah, no, that was very clear, Juliana. Yeah, thank you so much. And I, I think that really, um, that's so beautifully, uh, I think, um, builds on and deepens um, uh, Uning's discussion about about practice. Um, and um, and I'm I'm curious too now to turn to Susana's work. Um, and of course, your work has many different dimensions to it, Susana. Um, time and space, um, I think, are uh, uh, just some of your materials. Um, and and I think one of the ways um, I might think about it, and maybe this goes to the idea of, of utopia, as Uning said, is not a no place, but it's a some place. Um, and it it strikes me that in your work, there is an attention to a place and particularly a place in which we can recognize black beauty. We can recognize black history and black struggle. Do you think that is utopian? Um, well, um, coming from uh, a country in which um, Almost every every year, uh, we are trying new utopias. And we are trying new ways of uh, building the society. We are every way, every day, every month, and every year living between success, failure, and utopia. How I call it, having <laughs> uh, <laughs> being in a space sometimes that is. Um, we consider sometimes it's a non-space because as Cuba, we consider that sometimes the space, Cuba as a space, is out or or out, out uh, of space or out of time in mm. space um, in relation with other with the rest of the world. So for me, um, exploring new ways of accomplish things in my uh, specific uh, interest, which is um, the natural uh, Afro hair, race issues, and um, identity, Afro-Cuban identity. But there is, uh, of course, many, many other areas, many, many other people working in many other areas, um, researching and trying trying to find... Um, trying to reach uh, some utopias uh, in, inside the, the Cuban society, taking as a sample how the, the Cuban society is itself, which is very utopian, is always a trial. It's, it's a society of a trial. Always we are trying out things, uh, experimenting, uh, experimenting, uh, and then and then not really knowing if this is going to work out or not. So in this space of, 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 of trial and experimenting, um, I see it as a space to, to open a new space and new ideas and utopic, utopic ideas and try to, to take those things uh, which are utop utopic, trying to um, make them happen. So um, in my in my case and and the case of other other people who who now are um, are together with me, we are collaborating. We are trying to bring um, 
equal equality, racial equality, and um, hair equality in Cuba from the utopian area to uh, to something that uh, we hope it could really uh, be in, in in the society um, itself. So the Lo Evamos Rizzo, the Natural Afro Hair Project, started as a, as a as um, a result of my own experience in 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 the in the Cuban society, especially in the public space, but it is now uh, a part of the experience of many many other people. So um, it it is, I think, where people start to dream together uh, and try to make those dreams uh, happen. This is where uh, utopia start to happen. Uh, utopia start to take to take place when it's not only one person, uh, but this person bring uh, the, them uh, ideas to others, and then others feel identified, and then those ideas start to become dreams and, and grow in the dreams, and then this uh, group of people is trying to realizing uh, those dreams. So this is this is very often in Cuba. In, in many areas, and uh, I think the Vamos Riso is also uh, a result of this. Um. Thank you, Susanna. That was really marvelous, and I think you touched on it a lot. Um, um, uh, I was particularly interested in this idea of uh, kind of utopia within utopia, or uh, the small, the smaller utopias that kind of have their own space and time, and and that kind of brought me back to I think a point Uning made too about the way the utopian kind of lives in practice in people's everyday lives, and and um, this is a I guess a question for both you, both all three of you really about the idea of utopias not as kind of grand master plans for all society, but rather as kind of live practices that can be quite small and limited, both in terms of place and time. Yes, absolutely. Um, I consider that um, even when sometimes it looks like some of the bigger utopias are coming from higher levels, uh, let's say the government or, or, or people in power, I would say that um, in many, many other cases are coming from the people that are in the bottom, from the from the bottom people. Mm. So um, then they are bringing those dreams and, and, and those ideas, which sometimes those in power would just take, just take this and see those movements and then they will, uh, um, they will, they will uh, kind of, uh, bring it inside some, something bigger. But I would say, uh, in my opinion, that like, like genu- genuinely dreams and genuinely utopias, genuinely uh, utopias are uh, coming from the people in the bottom who are actually the one who who are trying to accomplish something through their dreams, and those dreams then become uh, become utopia or general utopia for others. So I I definitely believe 
that um, yeah, small utopias are really um, con constructive and are really uh, moving all the time. They are they are all the time uh, moving and they are all the time racing, racing up. I I would like to say, uh, Chris Christian actually touched the very important issue of utopian. Um, for me. Utopian is always a small project. It's it's totally not a grand plan for for to change the society. If you don't don't have a political power, uh, you 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 cannot change the society. So you, what you can do is is to practice in a in a individual way or in a small group, even. You have a political power, uh, and then if you want to change the society, and um, what, and I think they would have two options to to change the society. One is reform, another one is revolution. So, uh, in in the Chinese history, the the reformer and the revolution. Uh, uh, they always have a conflict um, to 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 make a radical change. You need take you need revolution. Um, the the eventually change uh, through the reform actually uh, take more and more time. Maybe it's even you 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 uh, uh, contribute your whole life. And you you just you, you can only make a little bit change of the society, and and then for 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 the small utopian projects, for example, you you found a a, a community, from a intentional community, you try to practice some uh, different uh, life, uh, which dif which different from the mainstream society, but. When you when you practice in a small scale, actually you you don't you could not change the society uh, too much, but just like this uh, oasis in the in the desert, so even the oasis is evergreen for a long time, but it made little change to the desert, but. Maybe the oasis can can offer the water, drink for a small group of people, but you you cannot change the whole environment. Uh, but the, the 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 meaningful thing is, uh, uh, individual and society and society could not divide into two parts. Actually, individual is in the society. And society, including the individual. So when you sometimes when you practice some um, uh, 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 radical thing in the society, maybe you can change a little bit of the society. Sometimes, if a politician they they make a, a radical revolution. They will also have a great influence on the in the uh, on the indi individual. So, 
I I think we still I, I still believe uh, personal uh, practice or individual practice or uh, a group practice still makes sense uh, for 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 the uh, social reform because it contributes some uh, experiments to the for the social uh, reform but if you want to turn 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 the whole society down it it's really need uh, very strong uh, political power and also you need that to mobilize more and more people even maybe a, a whole nation of people to to keep up uh, a, a revolution. But the most dangerous things for utopian is that utopian always want to change the whole world. Just like a lot of uh, uh, politicians in, in, in different historical periods, they, they, they always uh, make the world, push the world into a diaster with their utopian thinking. That is very dangerous for the for the for the utopian uh, for some utopian who want to uh, take the utopian as a grand plan to, to 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 change the world. So I always interested in those small projects, small utopian projects. Keep thinking, to invent some new idea, and then put it in the reality and text the idea, uh, and then and then. Uh, make a little bit change of our environment of our society but not not make a radical change that is very dangerous and impossible i mean for 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 you for individual uh, practice i would i would like oh, that's so interesting oh sorry, oh, sorry. go ahead juliana go ahead you Okay, well, actually, I was I was thinking about your work with with Mediterranean um, in relation to Chris's question and, and also I what Uning just uh, shared with us, um, and the idea of the uh, the, the the invention uh, the invention of uh, of a new social relation. Um, and, and what you said about needing to think the human differently. Um, and I wonder if um, in the work of Mediterranea and um, literally saving human lives, um, is how, how can we imagine that, that, that new relation that's being uh, created by that work, um, and how how does that you know relate perhaps to uh, a, a utopian uh, the creation of a of a utopian uh, social relation? Well, it's it's very difficult to to answer because saving people it means that you have um, I don't know the the word in English that you have a not clear relationship. Because somebody is who is saving as some else who is saved, 
So rescuing the, the rescuers and the rescued are not so a linear relationship. And uh, I think that uh, it's something that it's true, not just in the sea, but also in the societies and also in the small project about utopian, about solidarity, about trying to make something better. And about this, I think that the only thing that we can really do, uh, well, there are two things that it, to me is are very important at the moment. And the first is to something like raise the individual point of view and trying every day to build with somebody else and to never, never, uh, uh, I don't know, consider yourself alone in in the desert. <laughs> and the second thing is try to build since the beginning something like the care, a care relationship. It means trying to put in the center of any kind of relation this word is care the other people and ask for care also uh, i don't know if these two things it could be related to utopia but i think that well people together and care could represent something like a point of uh, start or well I would like to never raise these two points at the moment mm, Thank you Julian that's so interesting and also it, I was thinking too about uh, just with care and uh, Susana's Susana's work um, which also involves so much uh, so much care yes. yeah yeah and it, it it also brings me back to, I think, something that you all touched on, which is, it seems to me to be a, a, a kind of fundamental aspect of how we understand utopia, at least in the modern period. And that's really the idea of community and, um, and, and maybe even more specifically building communities and forms of intentional community. And I know we're very close to the end of our conversation, but if you each could maybe address this kind of question of community in your own work and how you see that as maybe, as Uning said, that, that, that thing that connects not only individuals to society, but individuals to each other and, uh, and provides new sense well, of possibility. Case, um, okay. Well, in my case, um, community is really important. And there was a point uh, with my work in which I realized that um, working for an audience in which the audience was just there to watch the result or to watch my point of view um, was not enough because it would not get them so engaged or would not let them be part of it and 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 complete or 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 develop the work together. Uh, with me and also would uh, give me less less chances to actually listen to, uh, to the community and not really what is what is happening in my surrounding. If I'm just reflecting something from my own point of view and then put it in a gallery or put it in a place or make a performance, and then people would just go there to watch my point of view of this would. Um, 
I would then lack of chances to to get to to know more um, what they're actually thinking and what could also give to a, which which point of view they could also give or what they could also add to 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 um, to the thing that uh, that is addressing in in the work or or in in the current. Uh, a project or in the current moment, uh, whatever specific project it is, which have been different ones with different approach. Um, so then there was a point I, 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 I understood that was for me more interesting if uh, the audience and um, with audience I say the community become part of the work by uh, interactive, active interactive. Inter- being active interactive with the work and um, yeah, just being part of the process, being part of the work. So that led uh, to some of the biggest uh, um, project I have done who has the biggest impact, which is Loeva Morriso, in which would not have exist without the community, without their point of view, without their actual presence and active presence in in the project. So to me, um, talking as an artist and also as an activist, community is really, really important and is is really, yeah, it, it gives another dimension um, to, 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 to any project. Uh, it gives another dimension when you are engaging, engaging, engaging with the people than what you are just assuming your own conclusions and just um, showing something to them. Um, I want to say something. Um, uh, I think uh, all the utopian thinking or utopian pra- uh, practice has always have a strong connection with the reality because the driving for the, the driving power of of the utopian actually because people are not satisfied with their life. If you are satisfied with your life, you enjoy your life now, you won't have any idea about utopia. So when I, when I made the research about utopian, I, I actually spent uh, 60% of time to focus on the reality that those utopian people has faced. What all the utopians actually is trying to find a solution for their contemporary life. So utopian sometimes is not about future. It's about reality. It's about how to find a solution for your uh, difficulty in the reality. So since people's always not satisfied with their reality, their life, so I believe the utopian thinking and utopian practice will have no end in the in the history of the humankind. The most beautiful get in the world, most solidal, I don't know how to say, uh, place in the world, it's something that sounds strange to me. So one of the characteristics of community should be to be always open first of all and also 
uh, I think that it's well, what make a community is something like adding adding differences. But speaking about this and practice the differences is quite difficult right now. So what the slogan that comes to my mind is something that we need uh, uh, something like a community of practicing utopian. Uh, so I think that trying trying to link community and uh, utopia has something to share with the giving value to the differences and make them work together. That is not so easy. Mm. Well, thank you so much. Um, thank you so much to all of you. Um, obviously, there's so much more to talk about, um, but I think we've we've covered some amazing ideas and and practices um, from each of your from each of your um, arenas of research and activism and and arts-based um, uh, utopias. Um, and so I, I uh, again, thank you. And I want to let our listeners know um, a couple of things. One is that uh, Juliana mentioned um, the words of Neo Musangi, and you could find an Instagram conversation with Neo at the Center's Instagram account, at Center Arts Design. And I also want to let you know that you can find out more about Juliana's uh, work with Mediterranea at mediterraneaRescue.org. You can find out more about Susana's work at Lo Llevamos Riso on Facebook. And you can also find out more about uh, Uning's work um, by following him on Twitter at Uning. And you can be on the lookout for Uning's book, Utopian Field, which will be coming soon. Yes, thanks to each of you. Thank you, Susanna. Thank you, Juliana. Thank you, Uning, for an incredible conversation. Next up is Sylvain Souple in conversation with Kamaru about this episode's experimental sound work. We are back into the final segment of Conversations from the Center. And like every month, Kamaru is back, and with him, we'll talk about sound art and sound artists. Hello, Kamaru. Hello, Sylvain. How are you? I'm fine, and you? I, before we start, uh, I heard that you, have a, you had a new release last week. Can you talk a little bit about it? Yeah, um, so I have a new record, um, which is out already, um, called Peel on Editions Mego, which is uh, an Austrian record label. Yeah, I'm excited about this release because, yeah, <laughs> I I made the release during this pandemic period after I came back from Montreal and a lot was happening. And, yeah, so I decided to, like, make some music. I've been, like, super productive, and this is, like, one of the music that, I, that came out during this um, so we will talk about uh, the new sound artist of this month, uh, Sarah Bader, but she's using 
the same technique as yourself, uh, which uh, precisely is granular synthesis. Could you give it, give us an overall about what is the, the technique, the texture aspect, and what could be the, um, the results of, uh, of that technique? Yeah, so um, granular synthesis is a type of like synthesis, like there are different type of synthesis synthesis it's one type where it's based on um based on like sampling or micro sound like dividing time like in within a sample so for example if you have like an audio recording for example like us speaking right here like the the recording of us speaking we can either split it into like different um beats which are called grains, which like the sample is like stretched or divided into like tiny micro sounding or like samples, which then create these grains and these grains are now like the the sounds which um, you use like to create um, different sounds or like manipulate. Uh, can, can you tell us about uh, Sarah Bader? Um, so Sarah, Sarah Bader, her artist's name is F. RKTL, I think it's Fractal. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's a sound artist, experimental musician based, um, currently based in Riga, Latvia, I guess. But she's from Cairo and also like moving a lot in London and different places in Europe. Um, I came across her work sometime last year um, from a project called Pros Edda. And I was I was super happy like to come across her work because um I didn't know like so many sound artists like from from the continent in Africa and I was super happy like to come across her work and what she was doing was really amazing and also like she just released new and her new album which is she's been working on for three years.
This has been episode five of Conversations from the Center, Utopia. Thanks for joining us. If you would like more information about this episode, you can visit us at centerartsdesign.org or send us an email at center.adsr at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram at centerartsdesign.org, on Twitter at centerartdesign, and on Facebook at Center Art for Arts Design and Social Research. You can find this podcast and all the episodes of it on any one of your favorite podcast apps.